Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. And all, stop clapping. No, and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Yes, I tell you, I love it that when, uh, we right before we get to go, and all of a sudden, in walks Anthony Rodriguez. It's been a while. Woo! I know, it has been. I, you know, I was out of town when you did the walk, and I know, I mean, last year I was supposed to be at that walk, mm. and then, you know, I, I had a, uh, what do you call it, a truck. I More than one truck. Three or four loads of oh, that's furniture. Right. And then I yeah, showed you right. pictures. I, I didn't want you to think I was lying, and I had the organelles, <laughs> all that stuff. You know, getting uh, all the stuff put in my house. So, right. oh, yeah. I saw your. I was watching the feed. I was watching everything you do, and love what you do. Talk about you. talk about the event, the suicide um, walk. So. The Out of the Darkness Walk, this was our 10th annual Out of the Darkness Walk. Um, and basically the walk is to um, bring awareness to the fact of that there's, you know, mental illness is, is, is really an illness. And then also to remember those that have died by suicide. And um, to honor and remember that, to uh, let the loved ones know that they're not alone. And that's one of the most beautiful things about the walk. And... Um, Every time that we have this walk, when we're actually walking, I'll actually stop and I will go up to anybody that is walking by themselves, talk to them. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, SBCC named me the, the big hugger. Uh, and, and you the, got uh, the love, you got the love for that, baby. <laughs> I, uh, on the um, newspaper last year, so I guess that kind of stuck. And so um, every year at the end of the ceremony, because uh, we come back, uh, we had some great people there. Elise Martinez from KYT was our MC. We had a Hannah Beth Jackson, Monique Limon, um, the mayor of Murillo. I mean, just amazing people that were there to support. And um, again, the families that have come many, many years are always really nice to see, um, but also the families that are like their first time. And it's a, it's a very touching ceremony because we do a bead ceremony, which um, we ask uh, a person to raise up their beads and each color is a significance towards, uh, like, I guess white would be a child, the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed how many people lift up those beads. Mm-hmm. And we ask them to look around and take a look mm-hmm. and see so they You're know that they're alone. not alone. You're exactly. not alone. And it's, uh, it's very moving. It's very touching. It's um, a very heartfelt and um, you it's know. only through awareness that right. we can decrease the exactly. amount of people choosing that as an as a solution option. Right. So we have to bring awareness. Yeah, and you have to talk about it. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, uh, suicide is a very hard topic, and I understand that. Um, being, you know, like as you know, that a three-time suicide attempt survivor, it's mm-hmm. it's something that many people will. You know, it has a stigma to it. You shy away from it. Yeah, and there's a... You think you're encouraging it right. if you talk about it. Right, and we're not. And and that's the thing. That's one of the things that people for, uh, well don't know. That is a myth. Um, if you talk about it, you're not going to put it in somebody's head. You're actually going to make them think about mm-hmm. the word suicide mm-hmm. and, and think about, like, wait a minute. But, I mean, the walk, we raised over $23,000. We're still shy of our goal, but people can still donate till the end of the year because um, our goal is 27000 mm-hmm. And tomorrow, actually... Uh, we'll actually How are those funds used? It's used for um, education, especially education, research, uh, free trainings for schools. Uh, we help implement programs for the schools um, anywhere that they were like, and it's all free, and we do it in Spanish and English. And um, it's 
the money goes where the money needs to go, which is actually really nice to see that. Um, and I'm very honored to be a part of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention also. Michael Baker's got it, is in the house and he's touched. He's touched. Oh, yeah. I'm very moved. I know. Yeah, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Of course he is. I kissed his hand. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Michael, you're he's looking, royalty. You're looking uh, fitter. Well, are I'm, you lifting in the morning or well, what? No, what? I, what? I, I, I'm trying to look like Doc here. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, a, he's a, I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah. I'm working on the hairline. Yeah, it's getting a little... You need to see Drake. Uh, you need to see Drake. Yeah. 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 Things are good. I tell you, because being with kids, I know you have us. Yeah, you, you're there. You always have to have the pulse. You always have to be that. I, I don't want to say first responder, but it, you're the you're the you know you're the guy and your um, crew are the people that have to have the clear eyes to see. Hey, something's just not right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're dealing with kids sh- uh, daily. Okay, on, in five different. Um, Locations. Locations. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. I lose my words. Uh, and like we had said many a times, these kids are over half of them are or below. You know, not that it matters money because there's right. issues and, and problems with families with money and families with no money. It's all about you know being in a safe place. Exactly. Does not discriminate. So I don't know if you've if you've had to deal with any. You've been here oh, five yeah. years, right? You yeah, have five years birthday. Five years. Five years birthday. <laughs> Well, a couple months ago. Okay, all right. We got to have like the a party. The jury's still on that one. Oh, we got to have a party. Yeah, you're not um, going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. No way. Um, yeah, I uh, not to not to um, um, be over dramatic about, but I've been to too many funerals yeah. uh, for teens, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, over the years. Um, and I can tell you firsthand, it definitely. Um, I've I've had children in uh, that have been members of clubs who have committed suicide before um, who come from the wealthiest families and and the poorest families and everywhere in between Um, kids who seem to have everything going right and just you know one day things just didn't work out and made a terrible terrible decision and and um uh the the part that's always hard and i know it's exactly what you're talking about the part that's the hardest is the aftermath Mm -hmm. and um seeing the loved ones and having to see them deal with this and mm-hmm. and come to grips with it and um very good friend of mine um from rotary just lost his son a couple months ago mm-hmm. same thing and um every time i see him my heart just breaks just breaks and um he's just a good man he's a really good man his wife's great great family solid and no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. and uh so yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that makes you realize you just you you really have to go above and beyond the call of duty to to really listen and be intentional about being there with your kids. And uh, we should all be really proud of our community that as Santa Barbara people we do come together right. and we talk about this yeah. very difficult topic mm-hmm. and we support each other on it. Right, and actually the um, we helped implement the signs of suicide in the school in the high schools, junior high school. Um, I went to pretty much every school except one and went into every single classroom to verify that the teachers were teaching this right and um, I got to give it to the Santa Barbara Unified School District for doing that because we did it at one of the most intense times here in Santa Barbara and that was right after the debris flow so we had the debris flow I was working the debris flow and you know doing the signs of suicide at the same time Um, there was a lot of work that went into it and I got to say that 
Um, last year we had, I think it was, um, might be a mistake, I'm not too sure, but I think it was like 63 attempts, and that's only between three high schools. And uh, the this year um, that just passed, there's 21, but still that's 21 too much. Mm. Um, but yeah, you do have to pay attention, and some kids will not talk to anybody in regards of being an adult. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to be at their level, so I'm grateful that the schools do call me in to go speak to a lot of the kids, and that's one of the blessings that I have, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to speak to the kids and then be that bridge. Um, and if a parent can't talk to their kids, then you know what? Tell the kids that they can talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see a lot of, Dominique and I, we bring in a lot of international uh, kids, foreign exchange students, and I was wondering if that has been added into the equation because I know Bishop Diego... Uh, uh, high school mm-hmm. lost a, yeah. a student uh, not too many years ago yeah, um, year. and I we had a student and I've never seen like deep depression I'm mm-hmm. like get your butt I mean I'm like the helicopter right yeah. by my oh, Mikey yeah. I'm yeah. like the head I call him Mikey okay just so you know Michael's, in Michael to everybody else in this Mikey. room Mikey right. where's my life cereal exactly, exactly. <laughs> why you like it I like it I do like life cereal how could you not like life cereal depression's uh, a chameleon though yeah, yeah. I, but I just I say to um, this one in, I mean thank God for Dominique because two days under the covers I don't I don't get it and I am I am first time I don't smoke okay I used to smoke a long time so it's first time that that triggered that panic that I had mm-hmm. be, like you're just petrified underneath the covers and I'm sorry you don't really have I didn't have the support I don't feel Dominique that we had the support within the program to help me and I didn't mm-hmm. know you at the time mm-hmm. I mean because I know you'd be giving me a house call <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so where can we reach you um, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm actually easy to find uh, yeah, a lot of people can find me on Facebook uh, they can go ahead and find me at the you know the community center they can find me on Twitter they can find me anywhere I'm not hard to, to find but definitely um, if you feel that you're not having a good day or, or having a hard time you know remember it's okay not to be okay mm-hmm. uh, mental health is very important and you need to reach out and if you can't reach out to somebody that you know then please reach out to uh, another friend or, or family member that you feel comfortable with so Anthony, you mentioned the warning signs of suicide with right. children. Can you share a couple of those with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the he kids wrote them, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an expert. So, an expert so warning signs. I mean, uh, this is one thing that like I said that depression is a chameleon, and a depression is one thing that um, is very easily missed when it comes to uh, being diagnosed by a doctor, um, just because it has the same symptoms as having a cold. So uh, a kid doesn't want to get out of bed, has headaches, chest pains, stomach pains, uh, feels like nausea, throwing up. Um, but you know if they. F- are not feeling too good they usually are very withdrawn um, start to uh, be aggressive a lot of anger uh, frustration uh, loss of concentration uh, and it could be somebody that is always really really hyper and then is all of a sudden is just really quiet, quiet yeah. but it also could be the other way around so somebody that's really really um, you know just quiet maybe just a differential exactly in their personality you have to pay attention to their attitudes something to take uh, warning absolutely they, or if they start giving away uh, personal belongings mm-hmm. that they would oh never put, give, give yeah. away that they mean a lot to them when they have a tendency to do that that means they've already made that decision mm-hmm. that they feel that they're not going to need that item anymore right. and so that's that's a very very huge 
huge, um, definitely a warning sign. And, you know, there's mediating factors, you know, alcoholism, um, you know, abuse, uh, you know, domestic abuse. Um, there's all kinds of other things that can fall into place. There's not just one um, specific reason why people end up dying by suicide. Um, it's a whole mess of things that can happen in one moment, but in that one moment, oh, it can yeah. mean the end. And, um, you know, one of the, when they had done the... Um, the documentary on my story I, I remember them asking me did you really want to die or did you just want to stop the pain right and I yeah. thought about that <clears throat> I literally had to sit there quietly and think about it because right. at that moment I did want to just do it and get it over with but in reality when I had a chance to really think about it no, nah, I, I didn't want to die. I just no, wanted somebody no. to leave me alone. You want to stop know? the pain. Yeah, I just wanted to stop the pain. And sometimes... Stop waking up every morning with those thoughts right. in your mind. Right. Are there, are there ways with the, the children, that you, the kids mm -hmm. that you work with, mm -hmm. are there ways to help them to learn what those emotions are? Absolutely. Because there's a depression masks so many emotions that are really important to get in touch with. Right. You know, sadness. What's the difference with the sadness and the anger that I feel? And when they, they take responsibility right. and awareness of that yeah. then they can start to get in touch with their own right. you know inner sense and inner yeah. world and feel more let's, confident to be able to deal with yeah, yeah. let's let's talk about that in the next section because right. emily you also uh brought a guest i did we'll get to meet her yes in the next section as well we got yes. michael bacon house ed lango dominique hackett of course our producer dr d let's take a break this is erica salter the queen of team we'll be back with more after these messages And this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Quick two shout-outs. Oops, I just dropped my pen, not like I needed it. Um, I know, really, it's not glowing or anything. Massage Green. Let's put our hands together. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Sebastian is uh, co-host. We love him. I keep on trying to get him out here. I think he's finished with his treatment. Uh, but I just got to give some low to love. Low. Give some low love. Give high low and love, <laughs> all kinds of love, yeah. to um, Joe and Sandy, owners of Massage Green, because they've been nice. really taking care of <coughs> our Ronnie, okay, free infrared and reducing the uh, rates. And he just is showing us a lot of love, and you know how much mm -hmm. we love Massage Green. Oh, you yeah. still, you're still a member, right? I am. Yes, got to be a member. Yeah. <laughs> That's the least expensive way to do it, is to be a member. You get those discounts, and then it's kind of like a reminder, you know, to do some self-care, <coughs> self-wellness, right, Dee? Absolutely. While you're over there. I mean, <laughs> I kicked you out. Say something. <laughs> no, lots of love. And then we also want to give a shout of love to Wayne the plumber. Oh, you want to give him the number? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Number 805-588-1046. That's because I have wonderful writing. Yeah, we found this plumber. Okay, it's a long story. But this guy is one of those retired plumbers and then decided to be a plumber again because he was bored. So he doesn't really, you know... When you're calling a plumber, you know plumbers are, and they are rightfully do their monies. But when you find a good plumber, it's kind of like having a good therapist. It's and gold. speaking of therapists, okay, why are you laughing? I have to, I need to segue into your I'm, la I'm laughing because I wrote a song years ago called The Toilet Bowl Blues. Really? Yeah, because I had never successfully plunged a toilet. Right. And I couldn't get a hold of a plumber. There you go. And so <laughs> yeah. You didn't call Michael Baker. He's the king. He's the king of drainage. I'm having problems 
issues with the plumbing. I mean, I just, well, I didn't. I was uh, able to solve it. So many times you get ready to solve it. Yeah. He met his wife in the bathroom. No, uh, is that uh, what? No. It is no, true. Right, that no. is a true story. <laughs> she actually, my wife is a plumber. That's awesome. She came to the house. Yeah, actually, I couldn't. I couldn't. I had a big problem and I called. And my wife was a plumber and she came and. That's yeah. it. See? There you go. That's how we met. Well, that, that is not true at all. No. No. All right. Okay. There you go. So, my wife's hearing this one. No. Where, where's she going? I'm a she does have ADHD. So. Plumber. Cool. We've disintegrated here. All right. So I. This is uh, this is Emily, and I brought a guest today who is such a dear friend to me, and I am so grateful to have Megan McGreen with us today. Woo! Give her a round of applause. So. I met Megan, what was it, about 15? 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh, sure. 15 years ago. Okay, 15 years ago. And so we were, I was teaching a creativity workshop up in San Luis Obispo. That's right, in Morro Bay. In Morro Bay. And there were 25 people in the room. And I was really shocked. I didn't realize there were going to be 25 people in the room. So the first thing I did was I went around the room and I asked everybody, what is your dream? And I remember coming to Megan, and she stood up. Do you want to? Do you want to say what you said? Do you remember? You know, I don't remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> she stood up and she said, "My dream is to write a children's book." And I remember because she had tears in her eyes mm. as she said that. And now, fifteen years later. She has published her first children's book. So I would That's like right. to Thank give you. her a round of applause yeah. and introduce her. And she's also an amazing therapist. So, Megan, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and about this wonderful book that you just wrote? Yeah, I've been a therapist for 25 years um, with um, kids and adults and couples. But I retired a couple years ago. And I'm writing books now. So the book I wrote is called The Girl Who Swallowed a Star. And um, it's for teenagers and preteens. And it's about a girl um, who has this fantasy forest adventure. And she meets a boy from another world, a younger boy. And it's a... It's a world. That's my kind of book, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> right, Michael, right, Michael, yeah. right from the stars. Absolutely. I got it. No, I think it was the younger man that. Got yeah, <laughs> he's from a world oh. where people are more intelligent and more spiritual. But you know, Maria, my protagonist, doesn't know that yet. But she, with her adventures with him, who needs to, he needs to go home, and he's dying, and she needs to help him. And I got inspired by the secret garden, the, the relationship that the boy and the girl had, and with that relationship. And and so eventually, though, um, he gives her a star to swallow. It's about as big as a bee, and it has smooth edges and everything. And so this leads her to her intuition. And I, I wrote the book so kids can get an introduction to what that is. It's, it's beyond the mind. And we, we tend to get stuck in our judgments and going back and forth, making decisions. And I know it's hard to make decisions. And so this is it's a kind of popular in businesses right now where people are saying, you know, we use our intuition to make these big decisions. But we, if we get quiet and our mind gets quiet and we walk in the forest or whatever, we can go to this place where there are some answers and we can... Uh, ask that place in us who is the best person to talk to if you're depressed or whatever but with Maria she learned to um, 
battle the tree spirits in my story and she saved Marcos and they went to his world which was called Masaya which means beyond in Spanish mm -hmm. so she gets to go to this beautiful utopian world and meet all these amazing you know, enlightened beings and from there she goes home and she's able to resolve the issues that she was going through which was a divorce in the family Wow, that's beautiful. It's so interesting because as our kids are growing up, frequently we focus on the mind and them developing a really smart intellect. Mm -hmm. And we focus on the body, hey, sports and, and so forth, being athletic. But we don't necessarily work on that muscle of intuition. Yes. So this is extremely important. Yes, and it's like a superpower, you know. We, we all love superpowers, and the reason why we do, I think, is because we have that within us. Nice. Mm -hmm. The spiritual power to to see beyond what's, you know, to see the big picture more, to, to know what's best for ourselves and others, and just to know it like that it's like it just you know we've all had those those ideas that just come to us and we know and we maybe we get little goosebumps or something but we know that's exactly the truth uh -huh. when it comes to I us call them my yeah. ahas yeah the ahas yeah. Mm -hmm. and to know to have more of those and that's that's why i wrote the book so kids can think about that and i know it, it's people because when i was a therapist i really would try to teach them how to get to that place but it takes a lot of dedication it takes you know, time, um, people are so busy, but they got to stop being so busy and just open to the quietness to maybe just focus on the breath. And it is about meditation, but I don't really talk about meditation in the book. I've been meditating for 35 years, but so for me, it's really easy to go to that place. But, you know, that takes time. But you can do it in nature where, where it calms you down. Yeah. And then there are some yeah. open spaces yeah. in the mind, and you can ask questions. You can even write the question down and kind of wait for, the, for that wisdom to come, and it comes. Mm -hmm. You just got to really want it to come and keep trying and keep testing it. So... Wow, that's awesome. Say the name of the book again. We can get it on Amazon. The Girl, yeah. The Girl Who Swallowed a Star. Okay. Megan McGreen, if you'd like to stick around, we'd love to. We'd enjoy you very much. Oh, We're going to take a little break, though. Okay. <laughs> Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. This is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. If you miss us Tuesday at 9, we're also rebroadcast at 11 Tuesday, Sunday at 6, Monday at 3. Terry Cooper's not here, but we, you know, in spirit, we have that piece of pie with her, right? That's what they say. All right. Um, is that Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon? 6 p.m. That's it. Oh, you didn't know. There's a big switch there. Um, hey, let's go over to Michael Baker. Michael. Hey. Talk to us. Things are good. I know. Well, you had a little bit of drama there going on. Um, we had a conversation about the Lompoc. I don't know if you went. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't good drama. It was bad drama. But no, we it's all good. Everything's all, good. Everything's yeah, good. Everything's good. What am I saying? It was good. It was everything's good. Everything's no, yeah, no fantastic. Drama. No, no drama. No drama. No, no drama. As we say. So I have suggested to a few people to give you a call for a um, walkthrough. Mm. Because you like that. I love giving tours. Yes, tours are a good thing. Um, can, I, can I tell yes, you today? Yes, I love that. Yes, please. So today, um, probably my favorite thing in club work happened today. 
I love this. I was I went to the Galita Club because I was dropping off some paperwork for uh, a couple staff members, and um, as I got there, there's a gentleman waiting out front. I walked in, and he's he's in the front lobby, and I said, "Hey, how's the program working out for you?" He goes, "Oh, he goes, yeah, I'm not here for the program because I I used to go here a long time ago." And I said, "Oh." I said, no, that's great. And he said, yeah, I came back to show my son. His son's going to be at Santa Barbara at UCSB. And um, he he says to me, he goes, um, he goes, when I came here, he goes, 50 years ago, there was a guy that worked here. His name's Sal. He goes, is he still? I go, yeah, Sal's still around. And he's, do, and he's doing great. He's retired. He's doing great. And, and I said, I'll tell you what. Hold on. He goes. He goes. There's no way he's going to remember me. He goes. He goes. I, I. I. haven't been here since like the early '70s. I said, Sal remembers everybody. Yes, he does. So, so sure enough, I pick up the phone and I call Sal, and I say, Sal, and the gentleman's standing right next to me with his son. I said, Sal, I've got a gentleman here, and um, I said, I'm not going to tell you his name, and I'm going to give him the phone. But he went to the club here, and he wants to talk to you, and gets on, and you see the you see the 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 gentleman talking to Sal, and then there's his son sitting there looking, wondering if this is going to, if this is really going to happen. I mean, does this guy going to know who his dad is? And he could see right away, and the, the man turned into a 10-year-old child right in front of my eyes, <laughs> kind of pacing back and forth, talking to Sal, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember when we did this, and Sal's like, oh, yeah, and it just, that to me is, you you can't pay me enough for that. I mean, that's, that's impact right there. Yeah, and um, having someone come back, and he was just... He was just ecstatic about the club. So yeah, the clubs are the clubs are doing great. We're we're doing really well, and um, um, you know I, I I get to reap the benefits of a lot of work that's been done many years and before. And you have people coming back like that, but uh, yeah, taking a tour, best thing, best. Okay, Camp it. Whittier, where are we are there is it all complete? What do we need to do? Yeah. We need morning done, finished, everything. You know, no, we're, we're not done. Okay. Oh, yeah. look at that! Eyes went up. Yeah, fear. No. Oh, we're no, not we're done. not done. Well, what do we need? Because well, kids need to go to camp. Well, the camp's open. We are open. We didn't. We closed for six months because we couldn't use the camp for six months, and then we opened immediately with the Boy Scouts and uh, the outdoor school program. They ran it for the last six months of, of that school year, and then we've run it for them now for the past two years. Uh, two school years will be running it. Um, we are in the process of rebuilding all the cabins. Um, they're actually going up as we speak. And just went out and in commercial break, I'll show you photos and video of, of the cabins. It's, that's really exciting. And the ropes course is getting replaced and fixed and the, and the pool. Um, so we're really excited that uh, we're going to be doing a soft opening of our new Ealing Science and Math Camp that we're doing. Uh, underwritten by Virgil Ealings, who is a very good man. Uh, Ealings Park, Ealings Hall. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, mm -hmm. So we're we're going to be uh, opening that this this fall, and we're are meeting with s specific school districts, uh, targeting specific school districts to uh, offer them the opportunity to come and uh, experience the science and math camp at uh, Camp Camp Whittier. So um, it's good. It's coming coming back. We're excited. Lots of kids. The the, the running joke I have. Uh, if anybody's in education, you'll appreciate this. Every year on the first day of school. I call the superintendent of schools and the districts that we work with, and I tell them, tag, you're it. Because the whole summer, those kids have been coming to the Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> and we, we are slammed with kids in the summertime. You get you get to the middle of August, and you go to a, boy, a person working in the Boys and Girls Club, they look like this. Uh, they've had kids all day, all day long. And I mean, from 7.30 in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. Not so with the, with the cabins under construction, uh -huh. are you able to actually hold camp up there, or do you just have to do a yeah. three? 
Yeah, they've yeah, been under construction for for a while. We we actually purchased large tents. Oh. Yeah, to to take the place of the cabins while we're rebuilding, which actually gave right, us more, actually probably a little gave better, us more little beds. It gave us more beds. So we're going to experience go, when we're done with the construction. We're going to go from a hundred and eighty bed cat would be pre fire to being three hundred and twenty beds. Wow. After the fire, um, so it's yeah we're gonna you know taking You're gonna uh, laugh. Did you purchase Montana reminded. tents? Montana tents? Yes. No, we only buy things from New York. <laughs> Get up here! Get up here! Get up here. That's what I'm talking about That's Montana. What are you kidding me? Get out of here! Forget about it. Forget about it. I don't know. I have no idea what the name of the tents are. I have no idea. Montana tents. Uh, I think they use duck grease or something. Sorry, animal lovers. Um, but they they are like indestructible, amazing. Oh. So um, if you're using really good tents, Montana those, tents, all serious. I'll, yeah, I'll, those we tents will last. More, so, uh, awesome. And, and they're really actually loving to nonprofits. Yeah, yeah they really are. So if you mentioned you go in there under the nonprofit, and it's, uh, they they'll take care of you. So yeah. so that's who we. Found that's enough of Michael Baker. Let's it's move it. on to we someone else. It. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to Ed Langlo. He's got a couple of minutes here. We'll, we'll stretch it because you know we, we overdid, but we love you, Ed. We thank you for your weekly commentaries. So what are we going to talk about today? Right. Well, today's. Uh if only I'd known it, for those of you not familiar with it, uh, if only I'd known as a mentor's moment with the teens here in the studio, as well as those listening in on the show. But this week's segment is on man's greatest vice, alcohol. Now, alcohol will likely always be part of our lives. In 1920, the 18th Amendment established the prohibition of intoxicating liquors. On December 5th, 1933, that prohibition was repealed by the 21st Amendment, and how and when alcohol is acceptable has been a controversy ever since. Now, I'm going to use an, an analogy where to show the similarities between alcohol and fire. A fire in the fireplace can create a comfortable atmosphere right there in your living room. Ironically, if that cozy, warm fire gets out of the fireplace, it can take everything you have, your house, your family, all your clothes, the car in the garage, and your life with ease. As a teen, it may seem hypocritical when an adult tells you not to drink, and then you see them at the dinner table with a glass of wine in their hand. So think of that glass of wine as the fire in the fireplace. But learn this. If that glass of wine turns into an alcoholic habit, just like that fire, the alcohol can take everything you have and everything you are. Drinking alcohol leads to a loss of coordination, poor judgment, slow reflexes, distorted vision, memory lapses, and blackouts. Alcohol also causes the brain's reward system to release dopamine. That can make you feel good, but over time, chronic drinking actually depletes the amount of dopamine in your brain, causing you to crave more alcohol. This is called an addictive personality or alcoholism. And alcoholism destroys thousands of lives in the U.S. every year. All I ask is that you think long and hard before you drink any alcohol at all. Promise you this, you'll have less regrets and life will go much smoother if you learn to respect what alcohol can do to you. Listen in next time when I'll talk about learning from your mistakes. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs>
first of all, it's his voice, right? Yeah, I could sit good. there. I know, doesn't he? has got the greatest voice. Yeah. As soon as he opened his mouth, it's like, co-host. I, I think I put it on a big like uh, piece of paper. Probably this so piece I of paper. Think, I think Emily had a little bit of follow-up to that. Oh, I was just, we had a conversation last week, and, and I, my dad was an alcoholic. And so, and I watched him destroy his life pretty much through alcohol but I had that addictive personality and I knew that I could sense because I like to eat chocolate a lot so I had that you know I was like oh that's what I would do instead of alcohol is sugar yeah exactly whatever that chemical is to get that but then I started creating and when you have an addictive personality usually alcoholics are highly sensitive they're usually very brilliant they have brilliant minds there's a lot going on their nervous system is really overactive but I started creating and I started getting into those deeper emotions because alcoholics they mask so many of those exactly. deep emotions so if you and this is great for teens too because teens have so many emotions they have the hormones going and there's emotions but emotions are only scary when we stuff them away and so if you can really get in touch that's why I, I love teaching music because music is the language of Emotion, so. Oh, <laughs> yay! I want you guys to get uh, Michael Baker right here. <laughs> when I go to Connection Music, yeah, oh, have, I connected the dot there for you, <laughs> sitting right next to her. Okay, I know you met your wife in the music room. You know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you fix the plumbing in the bathroom. Because she owned a chocolate factory. Oh, that's oh, so she worked great. There. Okay, there you oh, go. I'll take a little break because we have more guests. Not, what am I saying? Guests. More co-hosts. Popping in. Richard Elworth is in the house. We've got Kim Van Dyke. We're going to talk to them after these messages. We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. All right, Richard's in the house. Hands together. I thought we lost him, but you know we can't stay away. But well, he is too. now, and yeah, wait, he's right behind yeah, you. Yeah, behind <laughs> we're so crowded right now. But he's an anthropologist now. I want to let him talk about Hello? it. Oh yeah. Well, I decided I would. Uh, I'd stop by on my way home from work. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, one of the cool things about about working in in archaeology is that sometimes you'll work at a site and then sometimes you'll work at a lab. Now, unfortunately for me, the lab is all the way in Lompoc, which is a very long drive, so normally I I miss this. Uh, But I've been working at a site that's fairly close in Goleta, well, the the northern part of Goleta. Um, So I was able to stop by on my way back. Um, Archaeology is pretty cool. For for people Mm -hmm. that don't know about it, it is actually much more easy to get a job in than, than you would expect, um, mainly because of the, the laws, um, the, the federal laws, but also the, the laws in California, um, having to do with any sort of um, company that wants to build something on federal um, or even state land in, in California, um, they have to have an archaeological survey done first. Um, so th- there's actually a pretty big market for it, and it's it's tough work. It involves a lot of digging holes, very you know precisely in the sun, uh, pulling stuff out. But you get to find a lot of lot of cool things: um, human remains, stone tools, um, things like that, <laughs> burned animal bones, human remains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, are we talking Jersey? What are we talking? Where, where <laughs> in your backyard, big guy? <laughs> well, th- thousands of year old home, human remains. Oh, oh, okay. 
Okay. Thousands. Okay. Thousands. Just clarify thousands. That one. Jeez. Okay. But, uh, that's, that's, you know, that, that, that type of thing you still actually do have to call in the coroner, even though even though we know even though we know it's thousands of years old. Okay. The coroner has to sign off on it, so we actually have to stop digging by law, and the coroner has to come out and say, "Yeah, you're right. It's not modern," and then we can just continue with our work. Now, I have a question for you in that regard. Okay. Okay. You and I both know that we would never go into our modern-day cemeteries and dig up our relatives. Correct. What level of, what, what mindset do you go into these places when you start digging up these bones? Because in many cases, they just didn't die there and fall. They were right. buried. And this was a cemetery. These people were placed here uh, in a sense of honor and ceremony, just like we do today. So tell me about the mindset of an archaeologist in reference to that. Well, when we go in, our mindset is that we're expecting to find nothing. Okay. That, that, is, that is what we go into any site with. Our expectation is, is null, that we're going to find absolutely nothing. I'd be, I know, right? I'd be going, treasure! That's what I'd be doing. You don't know right? it's a burial ground when you're going in there. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you find, it might, well, right. Then it changes the whole way you're looking at this. Right. So, so the, moment, yeah. the moment we find bones, you know, we go through that process. The coroner has to come in, so on and so forth. Um, they, they, they do their thing. They verify, okay, you're right this is ancient then we step in we sometimes we'll have to go through the state archaeologist um, and then we have to go through the tribe so uh, typically at a site if it's being done correctly we have a tribal representative there mm -hmm. who is essentially making sure that we're following their customs so if we find human remains it's up to the tribe's discretion um, you can continue excavating these you can take them to the lab do what you need to do to get more information or you know what we feel strongly spiritually about this we need to rebury the remains sprinkle some tobacco on top and and leave this be so you show the due respect they deserve as you would the remains of someone in the absolutely. last century absolutely okay. and even Excellent. if we didn't have that mindset the laws are very very strict okay good richard are you able to divulge the site that you're working on now in galita normally Normally, I would be able to divulge um, the site, but this particular site is on the property of a celebrity, so I'm not actually allowed to talk about it. And oh, Michael Douglas probably. does not want his property uh, no, we're, we're probably Well, that means we need to take a break so we can find out kind of sort of like a winky off winky. No, off the air. <laughs> Santa Barbara. Kidding. I'm just, no, I know. We're not going to talk about it. All right, let's take a little break. We've got a lot. we got music coming up. Let's take a break. Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back more after these messages. Anthony Rodriguez has got to fly out the door. It's early. He's he's here. Tweet tweet. I know Anthony. What, what's going on? And then we're gonna get. To, we're gonna close with a little song. All right. So we actually want to invite a lot of the nonprofit organizations to attend our second annual Dia de los Muertos event that will be held on November third from eleven to four. And uh, this would be a good uh, fundraising opportunity for you. Uh, there is. We want to have a lot of bands, dancers, uh, customs uh, for Dia de los Muertos, and we're. 
going to have a, also a car show, food and everything. And we would really like to have nonprofits come and, and set up a booth uh, with food, um, games, whatever they would like. But it would be a good fundraising opportunity. And it's our second annual. And um, we would like to go ahead and try to bring the community together uh, to be able to uh, enjoy this event. So please uh, reach out to the Galita Valley Community Center. You can reach out to Joe Merritt. And that's J-M-E. R-I-T at the GVCC.org or just give us a call at 805-967-1237. Thank you. I love that. That's a brilliant idea. All right, we got we, we got some musicians here now. They all kind of we half the people left, half the people are in. Okay, uh, we're just gonna stop talking, and we got Kim. Yeah, this yeah, is that's, Erica. This is hi. Erica. I'm Erica. There you go. All right, that's it. We just come on in. They started knocking and started walking in. No, your name. He's Michael. Michael Baker, CEO. This is for Michael. This. Oh, this is for the whole state of New York. <laughs> um, do I need to preface it or are we just going for it? Just go for it. This is Quick preface, yeah. Avocado Festival, which is held in Carpinteria. Yeah. Oh my God, is it October 4th, 5th, and 6th? <laughs> oh my God. Can you see this song? Can you see this song on the website? Uh, is there a video for this song, the avocado song? Was it written by Spencer the Gardener? Oh my God, does it go like this? One, two. A one, two, three, four. The avocado's been very good to me. In fact, it's one of my favorite trees. Keeps giving fruit throughout the year. And it's the only fruit that tastes good with beer. But now, is it a fruit? Yes, it is. It's got its own world in which it lives. Not like the apple or the orange or the tangerine. The avocado lives its very own dream. And Add a little garlic and tomato too. Squeeze some lime, it's up to you. Holy guacamole, that is fun to say. That's what you made right here today. Avocado in California. Aguacate in Mexico. Avocado in Istanbul. And avocado in Tokyo. Guacamole, that is fun to say. Well, the avocado's been very good to me. Yes, it's one of my favorite treats. The avocado's green, and it should be said that it tastes good spread out on bread. Avocado in California, avocado in Tennessee, avocado in Istanbul, and avocado in Italy. A B O C A D O. That spells avocado. A B O C A D O. That spells avocado. Mike. A B O C A D O. That spells avocado. A B O C A D O. That spells avocado. left i i didn't know how long the song was gonna go <laughs> well, that's all right because now mike will sing it for you guys yeah he can spell avocado i i honestly 
again, growing up in New you York. Get goosebumps I truth. get goosebumps over this, yes. But <laughs> when I saw what were avocados as a kid, I thought they were like bad pears. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. Uh, but did you know that if there was a zombie was, apocalypse, you could survive just by eating avocados? I, 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 I didn't and eat they make great like weapons when they're not ripe. <laughs> it's nice. I did not know. My mom You're used to, to take the peel off of it, Michael, before oh, you eat that's, it. Yes. That's what went wrong. Not eat the center of it. My mom used to spread it on toast, and I thought it looked absolutely disgusting. And now it's one of my favorite things is avocado toast. (laughs) And we want to invite all of you because this is not just any song. We are singing this at the Avocado Festival on October 6th. We're doing a flash mob. We've invited all the ukulele people and anybody who wants to sing and play along with us at the main stage on Sunday, October 6th at uh, around 2 p.m. Just be in the scene there and jump in and play with us. Um, You can find us on Santa Barbara Ukulele on the Facebook page and there's the song sheet you can print out and uh, find out more details. Where else do you guys play? Do you mean that your ukulele, that your whole little group is, I've, I followed you on Facebook. I mean, you guys are all having a really cool time. Well, there's lots of places to play ukulele oh, around yeah. here. There's yeah. the, the down by the harbor. There's the two Carpentry every group. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. You can just go down there. There's a the whole harbor. group. Isn't Spencer the Gardener playing at the Harbor Festival? Oh, really? is he? Yeah. I also want to just announce very quickly <laughs> that there is, um, there's also the LA Ukulele Festival. It's not right in our community, but uh, but my friend Jackie and I are going to be presenting there at the end of the month, and it's really a fun place to go. It's amazing to be around people that everybody's playing the ukulele, and it's for kids and families, and it's going to be an amazing so event as well. So say someone was listening to this, and they go, God, I want to learn how to play the ukulele, so how do they get a hold of you? <laughs> <laughs> well, they can give give a call. I know uh, Kimmy and I both teach ukulele, and um, it's fabulous. Yes, mm-hmm. you can um, reach at the website or my email. Right. Or but phone wait, number? let's not lose the thread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These are all, this song is off of to Spencer the Gardener <laughs> called Organic Gangster. And those on Spotify or anywhere on Spencer's Facebook page. Yes, and YouTube. Yes. You I can watch it on YouTube. Yes, yeah. Facebook. We're, yeah, we're all on Facebook. So if Michael Baker says, hey, I got 20 kids that want oh, to learn yes. how to do the Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, love to right do ukulele. There, Absolutely. Say, yeah, 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 actually, and there's after-school ukulele programs that are starting, too, as well. So there's lots of opportunity for kids and families. It's so fun. Speaking of all the issues that we've had, if you, I teach a lot of families in their home, and music changes their whole environment. So play music. Hats off to both of you. Santa Barbara, we've got to go. Make it a great day. Make somebody happy today. God bless. See you next week. (laughs) A B O C A D O. That spells avocado.